We are continuing our series on um, deserts. And I was reminded of uh, a trip I went on a few months ago, um, back way back in February. Um, it was like the last trip that I went on with my ex and our two kids. Um, and it was uh, the last time the four of us were together as a family as we knew it at that time. So uh, we went to Joshua Tree, uh, which is, you know, a desert area, desert county, like just north of Palm Springs. Um, and I, I didn't, I, we took a lot of photos, but I just brought like one little video um, uh, to kind of capture what Joshua Tree looks like. It's my first time in Joshua Tree. So I was kind of tripping out at like how weird the plants looked. Um, and the landscape is just so gorgeous. And uh, it was February, so it actually wasn't hot at all. Right? So what we did was we uh, rented an RV. Uh, they have these like RV camps there. And um, we all like bundled up in one little RV for two nights. It was really fun. And um, so it was kind of like um, glamping, I guess. <laughs> it's like a upscale camping. And uh, we went on hikes, like up like random mountains, like at the foot of the mountain. And then uh, we ate good food. We like grilled over like the campfire. And uh, we went on this one really, really long hike. It was like uh, two miles up and two miles down. So it was like four miles. And my kids actually did the whole thing. I mean, they were complaining like the whole way, but they did it. And uh, it was fun, you know? Um, but I had no idea that that was going to be the last time like the four of us were going to be together like that. So uh, when I look back on this memory, it's um, kind of bittersweet, you know, to be completely honest with you. Uh, but there was this one moment, okay? It was like the first night we were there. There was the first night we were there and then uh, we were sitting around the campfire and it was really cold. It was freezing and we were all bundled up like near the fire and uh, we were all wearing our like thick puffy jackets, right? And with our beanies and like just near the fire, but we didn't want to go inside yet, you know? So we were in, inside and, uh, or we were outside like by the fire. And then all of a sudden we start seeing things fall down and it was snowing. It was snowing in the middle of the desert when we were there in February. And I was tripping out, right? I was like this, but it was, it was really cold. It was freezing, right? So like, and I was, I thought I was like going crazy, right? But like, yeah, lo and behold, it was snowing. And when my when we realized it was snowing, my kids were going crazy. They were screaming like, oh my God, it's snowing in the desert, in the freaking desert, right? And they were like running around and being loud and stuff. And I was like, just kind of like amazed, you know? It's like pretty, pretty ridiculous. It was only a short time, okay? It was like 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes where it was like snow, snow was falling and I was just like tripping out, right? But um, in that quiet moment um i kind of felt like god was whispering to me god was like speaking to me that maybe i was about to enter a difficult season a season of drought a season of uh loneliness a season of uh spiritual dryness but that little miracle of like snow in the desert in joshua tree um, was also a reminder that God is with me and that God will provide little graces on the way. That God will provide for me little graces on the way. That 
in the next few months, um, life is going to get really, really hard. But God is going to provide for me along the way. So what are little graces? Um, well, you could find it in your bulletin, but it's also here, I think. Oh, yeah. Little graces are God's provisions that can easily be overlooked. Okay, little graces are God's provisions, like God's daily provisions that can easily be overlooked. Now, I, I say they're little because um, uh, we can like just not notice it. Okay, we could just like not notice it. They're not little in terms of impact or in terms of like effectiveness or helpfulness. They're little because they could be like little moments, little events, little experiences, or even like relationships, like just regular relationships or uh, even new relationships that you might kind of not appreciate, not fully appreciate for what they are and what they provide for you in your life at that time. I call them little graces because they can be easily overlooked or neglected. Now, um, everyone's lives are different, right? And everyone, uh, and some people's lives are harder than others, but everyone has little graces in their lives to help them get through difficult times, seasons of spiritual dryness, seasons of drought, and these little graces will help sustain and maybe even grow us over periods of time. And it's really, really easy to overlook them and uh, ignore them even. So the passage we're going to look at today is going to look at precisely that. Um, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Exodus chapter 13. If you don't have your Bibles, it's right there. And for those of you who are watching online, I will read it for us. It's Exodus 13, verses 17 through 22. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made Israelites swear an oath. He said, God will surely come to your aid. And then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. After leaving Sukkoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And by night, in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Let's pray. Lord, we are all going through somewhat difficult circumstances. We are all going through maybe varying seasons of spiritual dryness or drought. We are so thirsty for the living water, yet we substitute it for junk food. Lord, would you 
open our eyes to see the little graces in our lives every day, those parts of our lives that often go overlooked, those relationships that help sustain us and keep us going, and these experiences that you provide for us that remind us that you will never leave our side. Help us to see that even now, even if we feel alone, even if we feel abandoned, even if we feel like so distant from you, would you remind us of your little graces that we experience in our lives and what, that we have right now in our hands as we're waiting. We pray all this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we just read from Exodus chapter 13. And this is that period of time when after uh, God provided these like 10 miraculous plagues to attack the country of Egypt, the nation of Egypt, in order to let the Israelites go, okay, out of slavery, okay? And so this is that little period of time right after that and before the greatest miracle for the Israelites in the book of Exodus, which is the parting of the Red Sea, okay? So this is that little window of time uh, right after the 10 plagues and then the crossing of the Red Sea because Pharaoh and a bunch of the Egyptians um, lost their firstborn child. And that was the last curse that they had to experience that because of Pharaoh's hardened heart, because of his stubbornness, that he would not let these Israelite slaves free. And so uh, Pharaoh let the people go. And so God let them uh, through uh, a long roundabout journey, okay, to avoid these people called the Philistines. And the Philistines had this reputation of being like mighty warriors, of being big, of being scary, of being like great in battle. So God led them down this like roundabout path, okay? And as God was doing it, okay, uh, as God was leading them, God was reminding them or letting them know that he will never leave their side, okay? One little reminder was like this promise that God made to Joseph, their ancestor, okay, their great ancestor. And uh, where God uh, will surely come to your aid and he will always be with them. Okay, it's this promise that as they carried the bones of their ancestor with them, like out of slavery, it's this reminder that God is always with them. On top of that, uh, because they're like traveling through the desert, which is extremely difficult, right? It's extremely hot, like, and there's like uh, really, there, there's like very little resources. God provided them with a cloud to cover them by day and a fire to lead them and guide them by night. Obviously, the cloud provided like shade and coolness uh, during the, uh, you know, to provide them shelter from the hot sun. And by night, the fire provided light and it also guided them and it provided warmth. And these two things never left their side, right? Uh, by day or by night. And even furthermore, like later on, when they had no idea where their food was going to come from, God gave them like this miraculous bread from heaven called manna. 
And when they were uh, so thirsty and they didn't know where their water was going to come from, when there was no uh, lake or stream or river nearby, uh, God said, just pick up a rock and just hit it, and then water will come out. So God provided for them, uh, for them these little graces along the way. Eventually, they got sick of these things, right? They were like so sick of eating this like bread, right? And so sick of only drinking water, they missed wine, right? They actually wanted to go back to slavery, okay? So God knew that this was going to happen, right? Which is why he said in verse uh, 17, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Think about that, right? If, like, <laughs> if freedom is too hard, they might actually want to go back to slavery, okay? If freedom is too difficult, they might actually want to go back to slavery. And, and I, think of, I thought about this statement um, quite a bit. Like, like what kind of person... <laughs> would want to go back to slavery, right? And I was thinking about this. And like, if, if you really get into the mind of the Israelites, right? Because they were slaves in the nation of Egypt for 400 years, for over 400 years at this point. So these, uh, uh, supposedly there was like about a million Israelites that fled Egypt out of slavery, a million, okay? A million people. Um, all of them were literally born into slavery. That's all they knew, Right? Even though that was really hard, um, they were comfortable with it. They were comfortable with slavery. And then, so experiencing freedom and experiencing liberty, experiencing independence is so unfamiliar to them. It's so new and it's kind of scary, <laughs> right? It's kind of scary. And so they might want to go back to what's familiar, to what's comfortable, even though it's slavery, even though it could kill them, right? Even though it dehumanizes them and it's terrible for them. And this just made me like think back to like the different vices or different um, addictions uh, or guilty pleasures that I have, you know? Um, I struggled with pornography for a long time and it's so easy for me to like slip back into that which is why I meet with a group of dudes and a therapist every week to talk about our struggles and to like, if we happen to have a slip, like we share that with each other. Um, sometimes I wonder like if I depend too much on alcohol, you know, now I very rarely get drunk, right? But just, you know, drinking one bottle of beer does relax me, you know? Um, and if I, am I succumbing to a form of addiction, a form of slavery, because it's comfortable, you know, because it's soothing, right? And it's kind of familiar, right? And so this little statement, and this, um, that's not even like the main point of today's message, right? But I wonder how many of us like revert back to the things that enslave us because we're just comfortable with it. And so after leaving Egypt, right, they, they start their journey and them even just carrying the bones of their ancestor, Joseph, it's a reminder to them that God is with them, okay? And there's this amazing cloud that covers them by day and this beautiful light that uh, guides them uh, and provides them with uh, warmth by night. And it's a reminder that God is always with them 
and that God provides them little graces, okay? And the first, the first lesson that we can learn from this story is that uh, God's little graces come in the right time. Little graces are given to us at the right times. When they went the long way to avoid these big Philistines, not everyone knew that, okay? Moses knew that, and maybe some of his other, like, elders uh, in the Israelite group, uh, in the Israelite camp, knew why they're going the long way instead of going the shorter route, uh, because if they went the shorter route, they were going to face the Philistines. And they were just coming out of slavery. They're not built for battle. <laughs> they're not built for war, right? And so they were for sure going to lose, right? But not everyone knew that, right? Not everyone knew that. And so as they're going the long way, I can just imagine thousands and thousands of people grumbling and wondering, like, why are we going this long way? <laughs> why don't we just take the short way without knowing what waits for them on the short on the short round or, or on the short route. And God deliberately took them this long way because they were not ready for battle with the Philistines. Now, there might be some idiots in this group that might think like, like you know, some like, you know, like younger men would be like, oh, dude, we could totally take the Philistines. We could totally take them out, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Show me, show me, right? If they knew what was waiting for them, right? They, they, they wouldn't be saying that, right? They wouldn't be so confident. But God knows what we need more than we do, right? And so if we are kind of going this indirect way, <laughs> this long way of getting to where God wants us to go, there's a reason for that, right? There's a good reason for that. And maybe reasons that we are totally unaware of, right? There are reasons for why God makes us wait, that maybe we're not even aware of. Maybe there are Philistines waiting for us if we want to take the shortcut, right? So God provides little graces along the way. And even little graces could be um, inconveniences. What we might consider inconveniences is like a way of God protecting us and sheltering us and providing for us. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says this. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. What's ironic is that like God is so patient with us and we are so impatient <laughs> with God. We're, because we don't understand, right? We don't understand. We're like, God, why are you making me wait so long? This period of dryness, this period of drought, this period of loneliness, this period of struggle, it's taking so freaking long. And we're so impatient with God. But there's a reason why God makes us wait. Reasons why, that we're not even aware of. God provides little graces at the right times. 
And here's the other thing about little graces. He also wants us to remember little graces from the past. Okay. He wants us to remember little graces from the past. This is precisely why God wanted them to carry the bones of their ancestor, Joseph, with them. Okay. And he also remember, wants them to remember how God led them out of Egypt, out of slavery. Okay. This is fresh after the 10 curses, the 10 plagues against Egypt. Right. And uh, God wants them to remember all the little graces that God had provided for them along the way. And the reason for this is because he wants them to remember and continue to have faith in what waits for them in the future. Right. And it's a reminder for them to just continue to trust in God, no matter what circumstances they are confronted with. After leaving Sukkoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So all of these are reminders that God is providing little graces for them along the way. For all of us, it's so easy to forget the ways that God has provided and the graces that God has given to us in our own lives. Well, we have them, but we just forget about them. Or maybe we don't even notice them, right? They're little graces because they could easily be overlooked. But there are experiences, events, relationships, resources that we have that are little graces that really helped sustain us throughout our lives in the past. And God wants us to remember those things. To remember. Remembering is so important. And memory, it, our memories kind of make up who we are, if you think about it. At the hospital where I work as a chaplain, um, once in a while we'll encounter a patient who's struggling with dementia or Alzheimer's. And it's really tragic, right? It's really tragic when they lose their memory because if they lose their memory, it's like they lose their sense of identity, right? It's so sad when I see uh, a patient and you know, typically an older patient who's struggling with Alzheimer's or who has Alzheimer's and eventually their memory is declining. And unfortunately with Alzheimer's, like there's no kind of coming back from that, right? You're only gonna lose more and more and forget more and more. And then in the beginning, they'll forget like little things here and there, right? They'll, they'll forget people's names or they'll forget like vacations they've gone on together or they forgot like their address or where they used to live. Um, but eventually over time, they even forget like faces, right? They forget the faces of like their, their own children. And they're like, who are you? It's so tragic, right? When we lose our memories, we kind of lose who we are, right? We lose our sense of identity. And this is precisely why it's important for us to remember the ways that God has provided for us in the past. If we, if we forget these little graces that God has provided for us, we kind of forget who we are, but also we forget uh, who we are in our, in our relationship with God. So it's very important to remember God's little graces in the past. And it's also remember to trust in God's little graces 
for the future. And this is the last thing that we will, um, that we can glean from this story. Trust in God's little graces in the future. Just as God has provided for us in the past, he will continue to provide for us in the future, little graces. Either through events, experiences, relationships, resources. And just right after this, right, they were going to experience the most amazing miracle that they have ever experienced. They, they already saw, witnessed what God has done for them to bring them out of Egypt. And then shortly after, Pharaoh and the Egyptians realized the, the mistake that they uh, supposedly made. And they were chasing after them, right, after Pharaoh had let them go. And they were at the, the face of the Red Sea. And God... Um, they had no hope, right? They, you know, they weren't ready for battle, right? And it was just going to be a slaughter, right? It was just going to be a slaughter. And so God parted the Red Sea and they walked through it. And just as God provided for them graces in the past, God continued to provide for them graces in the future. Which is very sobering for me because it reminds me that life is still going to be hard. <laughs> you know, life is still going to have its challenges right? And we're all going to encounter our own deserts, our own uh, red seas, you know, these like big obstacles that just seem so impossible to overcome. But God will provide grace along the way to help you get through it. God will provide grace along the way to get through it. And when you see and notice these little graces, be grateful. Be grateful for them. That's ultimately the point of this whole message is just be grateful for them and recognize them and see them. Write them down if, you, uh, if it helps. You know, write them down in your journal or in your, in your phone to remember or in your calendar even to remember these little graces that God provides for you along the way. Going on vacation to this place was really good for me. <laughs> Having this conversation with an old friend gave me life. Or saying this prayer in nature was a good way for me to like nourish my soul. Okay, remember these things. Remember these little graces along the way. And they're going to be different for everybody. Uh, in closing, I wanted to read a little excerpt from one of my favorite uh, fiction books. I don't really read a lot of fiction. I only read like nonfiction. But this is... Um, one of my favorite ones, The Alchemist. So um, after I read this, I'm going to pray. For, I'm going to close for us in prayer. So I invite you to just close your eyes and take this in. Uh, this part that I'm reading, uh, a little boy goes to visit uh, a gypsy um, to kind of help interpret his dreams. And she's this old woman. So he goes to this old woman's house. The little boy said this. I didn't come here to have you read my palm, he said, already regretting having come. He thought for a moment that it would be better to pay her fee and leave without learning a thing, that he was giving too much importance to his recurring dream. You came so that you could learn about your dreams, said the old woman. And dreams are the language of God. When he speaks our language, I can interpret what he said. But if he speaks in the language of the soul, 
It is only you who can understand it. Let's pray. Lord, would you open our eyes to see the little graces that we have in our lives? Help us to recognize and be grateful and cherish the little graces that you provide for us along the way when we are wandering through these spiritual wastelands. Help us to remember these relationships that you give us and be grateful for them. Help us to hold on to experiences that help sustain us through difficult times. Help us to make the most and be thankful for the re resources that you provide for us to help get us through another month. And as we traverse this life that just often feels like miles and miles of deserts, may we always remember that you have never left our side, that you are always with us and just as you have been faithful for us in the past, you continue to be faithful to us in the future by providing for us little graces along the way. We proud this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, I forgot to pull up the reflection question. So yeah, just as uh, we leave, uh, as we sign off, just remember this question and kind of like reflect on it and maybe meditate on it. Uh, what little graces do you have in your life right now? You know, you could practically take a look at your own life and think, what little graces do you have in your life right now? Have a blessed week.